0: everybody welcome to grounded on this monday here in april april the 24th another cold day in central ohio on this monday hey i am craig and sitting across from me is brandon you got it and uh, so welcome welcome back to grounded on another cold monday
1: yeah it's good to be here it is it is brutal
0: yeah yeah i i
1: Yesterday was cold. That's I mean, it was word.
0: cloudy. It was, um, I, I, I can't remember who it was yesterday at church. They came in, uh, went outside, came back in after church and it, you know, it was cloudy. It was kind of windy. Yep. It was like 40 cold. Yep. And I said, how is it out there? And they went, irritating. It's just irritating. And I
1: was like, now you know where I've been
0: since November.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. We went, um, we had a baby shower to go to yesterday afternoon and as we were driving. Oh, congratulations is, um, Thanks. No, it's not us. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Um, this is the best baby showers to go to. <laughs> exactly. Wow. um I didn't know guys went to baby showers. Oh, it's, it's is it just because you're diva you go? I'm a diva. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, go ahead. Let's no, go. it was a, it was a
0: man sh- man and woman shower. Yeah, man and okay, woman gotcha, shower.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so we were driving up the road and it started raining on us. Yeah. And then I'm I looked out my side window and I'm like, is that snow? And then I look back out front and sure enough, like oh, ginormous snowflakes. And I, so I turned, oh, um, I had my map up from my phone and so I hit the home button because it shows me on, on my dash, right, on my console, um, the temperature. And you could see the temperature drop like every 10 seconds it would drop a degree. Oh my God. Like and it went from like 44 to 39 in like less than a minute. It's way too late in the season to be
0: this cold. I, I, I'm just saying it's, um, we're, we're not even getting out of the, we're not even getting out of the 40s today. I mean, it's going to be <sighs> like a 48 is the high. Yeah. And like tomorrow's 51. So, I mean, this thing is, what do we call it? Inching this thing closer to getting warmer. But after 86 on Thursday? So I here, mean, it was 86 on Thursday. Yeah, here's what's going to happen. We're just going to go from, from like straight winter to summer. And muggy, yeah. hot, human mosquitoes, mosquitoes. bugs, uh-huh. all that good junk. And then, guess what? I'm going to be complaining again. <laughs> Welcome to my world,
1: right? Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like hey, I you've was been looking... complaining about the weather too lately. I have been. Like, I've been. We've been hanging out too much. Now you know where I've been for the last six months, right? I told Anita this morning. I said it's been cold since November. That's six months. It's brutal. That's a half a year. I, I don't get and it, and I don't mind it in November or December or even January. I don't remember this happening when Trump was president. <laughs> hey, there you go. You may be onto something. I might be. I don't know. I might. Be know. I might be. Who knows? That. Uh, know. Hey, the way that science, the way that science is going, science may actually prove that. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh well, we're drinking coffee this
0: morning, and um, and uh, we're drinking black rifle. You don't
1: even know. I didn't murdered out. Yeah, did I tell you? You did. I did tell you. It yeah, is murdered, murdered out. out. It's a good name. It's, it, a, good it name. Is it's a, good, a good name. It's
0: it's it, it's it's backed by the mafia. So, uh murdered out coffee, right? so. Yeah, yeah you ex, you should expect it to be a dark roast. And it is it pretty is. dark, yeah. It is. And you did a good job making it cuz um you know, usually yours is kind of I don't know what's wah, wah, that. Wah, it's wah. like
1: Love and unicorns and light and fluffy, but this was pretty good. You did well. Speaking of love and unicorns and light and fluffy. Oh my gosh. Here we go. I sent you a picture last night. Yeah. Tim Hortons has a new, um, drink coming out, a new cold brew. Treat yourself to the new cream cold brew made with Oreo cookie pieces. You know, that does sound pretty good. Did that not look, That, that sound, is that on right
0: now? I think. You know what? I think we should try it. Let's go. I think we should... Let me ask you this question: since we're talking about Tim Hortons, um, when is um, Beeb season? You know, uh, I don't know. Oh come on! I don't.
1: You're his number one fan. How do you not know when the season starts? It's got to be getting close, though. Are they going to do it again this year? I mean, mm-hmm. He's had some health issues. I mean, you know what? I bet if he drank Beeb's Brews, I- I'm make telling him you.
0: I'm telling you, and I, and, and I'm. I can't even believe I'm going to say this. Okay. There's the, there's the Tim that we get, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, those are really good. Mm-hmm. But then there's the, um, Beebs bits. They're Tim Beebs. Tim Beebs. And, um, those are really good. And he has, they got that cherry one. Yes. The cherry only one that was has. really good. And then good. there's that one that's encased um, with, um,
1: waffle. The wow. Bits. Yes. Why don't they just do that all the time? All year round.
0: Yeah. I mean, the cherry one is probably the best one I've yeah. ever had. What is this? Like a glazed cherry mm-hmm. or something? Mm-hmm. That's really good. What are those called again?
1: Tim Beebs. I had to think about Tim it. Tim Beebs. Because, yeah, because we call them beebs bits and yeah. then you go and you order and they correct you. It's like, oh, exactly. sorry. And, uh, I remember last year going through to order a, one of you, a, uh,
0: a beebs brew. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, what's that new drink? And she's like, It's just a cold foam. It's like, But what's it
1: called? And I made her say it. I'm like, Yeah, I can want one of those. <laughs> I was in I was in the truck with you that day. <laughs> like, just say it. Just man up and say
0: it. <laughs> you know, I um I, I do kind of man up and say it when it comes to those um Tim Bebs because I'm gonna be honest with you, those are those good. are better than the regular
1: ones. They are better than most of the regular ones, just not we talked about it last week, the blueberries are Blueberries are good. I could eat a hundred kind of kind of like your daughter. I like the honey dip, too. The honey dip, yeah. I mean, that's that's classic. You, it, can't, you, can't, you get can't get away can't from that. You can't go wrong. No. Whenever my mom and dad come up and visit, they always, on their way out of town, heading back to Virginia, they always have to stop by Tim Hortons, because there's no Tim Hortons down there. Get a box of 200 and take they, back? They get a big box of, of uh, um, Tim Bits and take to my nephews. <laughs> they, like... That's the one thing that my nephews are looking forward to when they get back.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, my, my grandkids. I think they may take me. them
1: a big bag of popcorn from Rural King, too.
0: Really? They don't have Rural King down in?
1: I mm, don't think so. Down in Virginia? West Virginia? Where are you from? Western Virginia. Western Virginia. Not almost, West Virginia. Almost heaven. Western Virginia. Ah, <sighs> You and John. John Denver. He and John. John? Okay, <laughs> look, can we talk about that? Maybe we've talked about this before. John Denver had to have flunked geography when he was in school. You think? Okay, so the lyrics go like this. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Okay. Now, if you pull up a map and you look at where the Blue Ridge Mountains run and you look at where the Shenandoah River runs, neither one of them run through West Virginia. They both run through Virginia. So, well, are you –
0: <laughs> Is he just saying, okay, I don't know, is he just say, is he, is he just naming off certain things about the area that he likes? Maybe. Or is he, is he saying Here's, West Virginia? Is he, is he from West Virginia? I don't even know. No, I don't think so. Here's what I think he
1: was doing. I can't believe we got off on John Denver. I this think he said anyway. almost heaven. West Virginia is almost heaven is what he was saying. Okay. Because when you get into Virginia, then you get into the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Shenandoah River. So he was saying that Virginia is heaven because West Virginia is almost heaven. <laughs> Okay Makes sense to me And then, then he also sang uh,
0: Rocky Mountain High Right What was it, Columbus, Ohio or something like that? Columbus, Ohio
1: <laughs> What is know. it, Rocky
0: Mountain High, Colorado Colorado, Den- Yeah, he's was
1: talking about Denver there. Yeah, Denver, gotcha So he's all over the board he's I mean, all I, I think he just um Anything that rhymes
0: Yeah You know, he yeah. can make a song lyric I can't believe that <laughs> Columbus, Ohio Ohio Rocky Mountain High, Columbus, Ohio. That's pretty good. It's got a good ring to it. Yeah, there you go. There's no mountains in
1: Columbus, Ohio. No. You know what it is? It's always cold and dreary, and <laughs> the wind is blowing. Columbus and Seattle are practically the same place. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's always sunny in Columbus. Yeah, right? Oh, man. Here we go. So what else is going on? Oh, you know, big week for me this week. Got my race coming up Saturday. Aren't they all big weeks for you? They are they are so you got your big race you got your running shoes on yeah these aren't my running shoes but these are comfortable gonna be like, like the road runner be me yeah thinking about it Ooh. yeah we'll see I'm excited I, I'm ready my body's ready and I'll be like the coyote like down at
0: the end of the trail with my acme uh, dynamite ready to like yeah and then a big <laughs> anvil will fall <laughs> on your <head>. exactly
1: <laughs> yeah so no'm I'm, I'm ready'm I'm, I'm not gonna run a whole lot this week just kind of just enough to get my body like craving the run and keep it loose and everything that's the way my body is always craving craves the run run. (laughs) yeah yeah no you should we should run together i did offer i'll run and you can ride your bike you can chase me dude i'd be so far ahead of you 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 would would be be. (laughs) you would you would blow past me in a heartbeat but no i don't crave the run but i hope uh, i hope the race goes really well thanks the weather can we get back on the weather for just a minute? Oh, yeah. I'm always on the weather. I mean, Saturday's weather, that. at least for Richwood here. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be much different in Columbus. Um, like a high of 60, 62 oh. and a 60 some percent chance of rain. It's really? saying rain showers in the morning, um, and moving into a steady rain in the afternoon. What time does your uh, race start? 8 a.m. So hopefully we can get the race. So 53 rain. And 12 mile an hour winds. Like 53 is not bad. Not but really. Rain, worried. I'm not really worried about the winds down there because we'll be in the city. So we'll have wind block from all the buildings and everything. Okay. Well, my, my thing says starting Friday,
0: Saturday, Sunday, Monday through next Tuesday, rain, lows in the high thirties and just getting into the fifties. Bro, that's dismal.
1: It is. That is dismal. That sounds like should be September weather. Yeah, I don't know, literally. It's just, I, I don't know, man. The,
0: we're we're That's going to be, your race is the 29th? 29th, yep. So like Monday, um, it's May, right? Yeah. May, or Tuesday, it's May. Yeah. How many days does April have? I don't know. 30? 31. 30.
1: I don't know. I'm not a... How do we not know that in the age of the... We 30. Were? So Monday is the first. Okay, so Monday is April 1st. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Well, good. I so, hope, 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 hope it goes well and hope you stay dry and, you know. Thanks. I don't mind a little rain. I mean, it won't be bad. What time do you have to get down there? Oh, gosh. I will probably try to be there by 6.45 because I'll have to get parked and make my way over and I'll want to get stretched out real good and get ready. What wonder what I'll be doing at 6.45. I know exactly what you'll be doing at 6.45 Saturday morning. What? Sleeping. You got it. Especially I'm gonna, it's going to be raining. <laughs> I'm going to text you. I'll send you a
0: Snapchat. I'll get down about 8.30. Right? <laughs> I'll be... Almost
1: done with your race. About 8.30, <laughs> I should be quite a few miles in. Yeah, we should be good to go. And this is how long? 13.1. So if you, have you uh, – you going to be able to do it? Oh, yeah. I ran – I ran five on Friday. Um, I ran in that in just over 41 minutes. That's good. Um, I did run a half marathon on the treadmill a few weeks ago in right at two hours, but seems to be, for whatever reason, I run faster outside. Really, and so so I've run seven, eight, nine miles outside. But it's they been say the way with me. I run faster it's outside. Is that what it is? On the inside, yeah. Yeah, they say you're not supposed to run the full amount leading up to it. So really, I've just been conditioning my body and getting it ready. And I run like Friday. I ran um, the the last couple of weeks. I've tried to not just push, um, you know, distance, and and I haven't really ran super far. But I've tried to push some speed a little bit too, just getting my miles faster. And,
0: so on your way down, you're gonna get a large coffee and. Twenty ten bets, and uh.
1: that may not be good. About three miles in, <laughs> exactly. No, I will probably eat. Um, You'd be like, no way. A banana, maybe a smoothie, and mm. um, some water. I've got this stuff that Mountain Ops makes um, called Ignite. It's got a little bit of jolt in it. I will not drink coffee prior to the race. No, but I, you can bet that on the way home, I will be stopping to get me a right. large. Maybe I'll get one of those, um, Oreo cold brew thingies. See, they top your, top it off, top, top the day off with that cause you're, you earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, perfect. Saturday's my brother-in-law's birthday. And so we do this thing in our family where if it's your birthday, we go out to eat. You get to choose the restaurant.
0: Oh, great. Where are we going? You will like it. Longhorn.
1: Nope. Texas Day, Brazil. Northeast of here. Um, my mind's blank. The guy with uh, the white and red stripes with the glasses, and you try to find him in the crowd. Waldo? Where's Waldo? we are going to the GNR. We're going to the GNR. Wow. Good for you. So it's like, yep. I So you're going to have a
0: big old bologna sandwich.
1: and After uh, running 13.1 yeah, yeah, yeah. miles, I may have two bologna sandwiches yeah. and onion rings. Dude, you know what I like at the GNR? The I cheese like plate. I like the, uh, yeah, I like that, but I
0: like the country boy sandwich. It's the hamburger with the slice of bologna on top, slice of bologna on
1: the bottom. I love it. It's just a, Maybe I'll have one of those and a bologna sandwich. Yeah, here's the thing bologna and hamburger go, it's like they do. It's like hand in hand. Yeah, the salty, it's like, like the apple pie and ice cream. And... Man, you're making me hungry. Yeah, right?
0: Bologna and hamburger, so good together. Hmm. There you go. GNR. We, you know
1: we should go to the GNR. We should go to the GNR. And this segment of Grounded has been brought to you by the GNR, we the Ohio. Wow. That'd be awesome
0: if they would sponsor that. Right? That would be
1: great. You think they'd give us free bologna? <laughs> yeah, like they don't have to pay us; just pay us in just bologna. In bologna, yeah, right. B- yeah,
0: bologna and cheese plates. So yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. So we had a good day yesterday. We had a great day yesterday. Uh, big crowd. Yeah, I don't know where they all came from, but a second service. Um, it it's like was the like a field of dreams a- here. They just walk out of the cornfield. Well, you, well, one hundred percent correct. You're right about that. It's like I'm sitting in there. I'm like. Oh here comes five more people out of the (laughs) cornfield But no you you, Nothing I was going to say I'm waiting for Shoeless Joe Jackson to show up Yeah right Um, But yesterday in the second service It was almost like the easter attendance in there it i mean i packed. know it wasn't
1: as many it was close though but
0: we had a couple rows that we had removed but um, man they were wall to wall every the, all those
1: rows were filled to the brim yep uh, those guys were shoulder to shoulder and um, the responsiveness in the room was great whenever the room's full and it was warm yeah, in, in there too we talked about that it was warm in there for sure but you know people responded they listened well yes. to your message they were singing well like the very last song i backed off the mic and was like wow yeah S- sing it people Yeah, that, um,
0: I thought it was really good. I thought, um, even the first service, um, um, -hmm. seemed very good. And, um, we just, children's programming out was funny because, um, I was joking with, um, Anita and Sarah over in the children's department before the church started. And I told them cause Easter Sunday, they had like 90 kids or something something, like that. And I said, Hey, maybe you'll have 90 today. And they were like, no, we don't, we're not prepared for (laughs) that. Ready for that. They ended up with like 78, 78. They were 12 or 12 away from 90. Yeah. So, uh, Anita calculated yesterday, there was almost a hundred people back in the children's with workers and that's awesome. I mean, that's a lot of people. So, um, but yeah, I thought it was good. A lot of new faces, new families, uh, people bringing their kids. And, um, I just think the Sunday morning, um, program for our children's, uh, department's going mm-hmm. so well and, um, so I'm excited about that, and and I'm excited about the parents too because they they keep bringing their kids, and I know their kids are learning. and And what is amazing to me is um, the curriculum that they're using. I mean, they have to do some stuff at home, and the parents are to work with them. But yep. some people, the parents are working, and you know they you you can tell you, you can tell that they're working with them because they're, they're talking about it, right. and that's exciting. And people are
1: talking about it that you never thought would talk about it. Right. And that's exciting. So, um, yeah, Christian, yeah was good. Day. Christian was reciting his Bible verse the other day. I was like, yeah. wow, like I probably need to be learning these too. You do. I do. You do. 100%. Yeah. Um, we all do actually. But you're right though. It's, it's a great curriculum. It's very, you know, it's called the Bible Project. Gospel. I mean, the Gospel Project. Sorry, Bible Project. Something different. That's yeah. first time I've ever had to correct you on that. Right. Usually, you're correcting me. Right. That the felt, Gospel that Project. Felt really good. There you go. <laughs> Let me say it again. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, the Gospel Project, and and it is. It's just. It's what it sounds like. You know. It, it's yeah. very Bible centered, and and I think that's it's it's great.
0: Well, you know, you th- you, you talk about the gospel. Uh, project, you talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and it's all to bring, it's all to bring glory and honor to God. And it's all to bring people, point people to Jesus Christ and, and the way to be connected to God is through Jesus Christ. And exactly, we'll get into this to in a minute, in a minute or so. But, um, like even the topic yesterday about forgiveness and reconciliation, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Exactly. That, that, that's the gospel. And, um, I, I'm, I'm always amazed and I think it's as I get older. The Bible is not a, uh, a book of disjointed stories and right. verses. The Bible truly, and I heard Billy Graham say this years ago, and it didn't make sense until years later, mm-hmm. but the Bible is one big long love letter pointing to Jesus Christ. Exactly. Through the good, the bad, the indifference, yep. the, the struggles, everything, it's all pointing the way to Jesus Christ, and, um, and I agree with that. And you know what, um, I'm looking forward to is when I, when I go to heaven. And, um, and I, and I hope I get the opportunity to do this because, um, isn't it John, uh, that tells us that, you know,
1: if the world couldn't contain yes. the, 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 stories if, and the books that, if we everything could, that Jesus had done was written it, the, down, the, the world's not big enough to hold So books.
0: I'm looking forward. <laughs> To hearing those stories, can you imagine what we're going to hear and see? What what Jesus did? Mm-hmm. So, I'm wondering what was left out.
1: Yeah, here's I'm what I'm hoping. Hoping, here's Hopening. what I'm hoping. It's called hoping. Oh, that too. Here's two. what I'm hoping. Three strikes and you're out, bro. Happens. Oh man, <laughs> you're like okay. One more, and Craig's got to finish <laughs> oh, the podcast <laughs> by himself. This would be interesting. Now, here's what I'm hoping happens in heaven. I'm hoping that there's like a, like a you know a viewing room or something with like a big screen where you can like re-watch all of those like i want to see the parting of the red sea right i want to see jesus and simon walking on the water you know but then it's like like you said like what about all the things that weren't written down like can we watch that too right right that would be awesome because um i'm
0: just i mean when you're when you point people to the gospel of jesus christ in and you talk about what christ can do for you in your life and um And I know that sometimes, um, I'm, I'm a, I can have a, I can be a little bit more edgier than everybody else that people go to, and, 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 you know, it is what it is. Um, but I'm not edgy just for edgy's sake. I'm concerned that people aren't going to get what they need to get. And, right. You know, an, or they're going to not make the decisions that they need to make. So, you know, especially like when we went through what we went through for a couple of years with COVID mm-hmm. and, and all that malarkey. Um, you know, my big thing is, is you guys got to go with the facts of God over the fear of right. the world. You got to go with the, what Jesus, what God has promised in, in the in his word, as opposed to some corrupted government, so that that's what you're trying. So people get mad, and and I know they got mad because I would I'd called out the Supreme Court, I called out the governor, I called out Joe Biden, I call, and and I I don't do that for the shot like a shock right. factor. I do it so you know exactly what we're talking about. Because exactly. if I do it in generalities, you won't put it you won't put the plug in. But what I want you to do is I want you to go back and I want you to look up what these guys say. Right. I want you to look at the evilness and the corruption. And the demonic activity that takes place in these people's lives, and then you got you j- you judge that by God's word. Now, who are you going to listen to? Right, these yahoos or God? Exactly. Well, I'm always going to go back to God. So that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I mean, if you look at um, even in the Bible, even Jesus, I mean, he wrestled with some of the same things we're wrestling with now. I mean, maybe maybe not, uh, you know, like the the disease, uh, the 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 COVID thing, but uh, he wrestles with the corruption. Yeah, of a government. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he wrestles with the corruption of the religious people. Exactly. Uh, you know, he, it's it's almost the same thing, right? It's just it's a, it's, it's uncanny a that we can right. Yeah, um, it's kind of an updated version of, right. of what
1: what that is. So, um, I'm
0: just always amazed. at the <laughs> Gospel <of> Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm always. And it reminds me of what Solomon says that you know there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. You know, it's kind of like everything is just. You know, it's Nothing. the same. It's just in a different different setting. Exactly, I because mean, the truth is, is that as as much as as God is is working and God is moving, guess what? There's a flip side to that. And when God is moving and God is working, Satan is going to try to move and work just as hard. Right. Um, and, and we've seen that. Right. Um, and and we've seen you know Satan work and right, Satan move right. and Satan put fear into people's lives. But then guess what? We've seen God work through that and mm-hmm. and you know bring redemption. And he, mm-hmm. we've seen and again it just it all points back to mm-hmm. Jesus. Still, it because does. you know even in this day and age, it should still all point to Jesus. Exactly. Um, and, and the thing about it is too is that the gospel of Jesus
0: Christ changes your life, but it doesn't make you perfect. Right. But you can strive i don 't like that word you you can uh, work yourself to follow a perfected christ right to to be like him, but God in his grace understands that we 're never going to be perfect right, so God wants my heart exactly and so um if he 's got your heart um that means you're going to be convicted when mm-hmm. things don't when you don't do what you're supposed to do. The Holy Spirit's going to work in your life. And so I, I love the fact that um that the whole thing is 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 a huge journey. And the the, the worst is. thing in my life, I think, sometimes is when I step out of God's word or I step away from God, try to handle things on my own, and immediately I, I, there's an, there's a different edge to me. It's, it's more of a, an oppressive edge. It's more of a downer edge. It's more of a grumpy edge as compared to, you know, if I'm walking with God, you still might experience some of the
1: same things, but it's a different outcome inside of you. Right. Am I right about that? Absolutely. So, yeah, and, and the thing too, you know, as, as you're talking, it just reminds me that so often today, whether, you know, it doesn't matter what we're going through, whether it's our job, or maybe you look at, at sports and, um, you know, other things that you're trying to do. You're trying to accomplish something. Well, guess what? There's a, you always have a gauge. It's like, well, I want to be as good as that person. Mm-hmm. I want to be as, you know, I want to be as good as Michael Jordan at basketball or I want to be as good as Tiger Woods or, you know, Arnold Palmer or, you know, Jack Nicholas at golf or I want to be as good as whoever. Like five of those people are dead, but right. anyway, go ahead. Chipper Jones <laughs> at baseball. Um, you know, and so we have these gauges. But the truth is, is that, you know, a lot of times we as, as Christ followers get uh-huh. into this funk of saying, well, I've got to do better than I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've got to be better than myself. But, you know, when we sing a song um, called More Like Jesus. That's where when when you're in the right mindset and, and you allow the spirit mm-hmm. to to rule your life. You talked about that. Um, you know, it, it's not about being better than I was yesterday, but it's about going toward Jesus. It's about striving to be more like Jesus. Right. You know, it's it's not about trying to be better than that person. Right. It's about striving, you know, striving to be more like Jesus. And and you are working toward perfection. Not that, right. you know, Paul says not that we will attain it. Right. You know, but that's, we've talked about sanctification. That's what right. sanctification is all about. Right. But it's not about gauging. It's like, well, I've got to be better than Craig. Well. That's not hard to do. It, by it the way. It may not be possible, you know. Um <laughs> No it's possible <laughs> right <laughs> but but that's not my gauge. Craig's not my gauge. somebody else is my gauge. Jesus is my my gauge, and so I've got to strive to be right. more like Jesus every single day and on the days that I do get it wrong, guess what there's forgiveness mm-hmm. and there's redemption, mm-hmm. but there also has to be repentance mm-hmm. you know and we we talked about that yesterday, so that's pretty much the sermon in a nutshell. So, and, um, thanks well, for joining us for. We'll, answer, we'll <laughs> see you next week ah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, no, and that's, I think it's a great reminder though, because so often we try to be better than that other person. Yeah. But we're, it's not about being better than somebody. It's about being more like Jesus.
0: Well, I think, I think we're always in the realm of thinking, um, better of ourselves than what we actually are. Yeah. And, um, I think we all do it. And yeah. I think, I think sometimes as, um, an older Christian, a person who's been churched, mm-hmm. we have a tendency to, free pass our attitudes, our gossip, our the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the anger, because we're churched. Right. We serve, we teach, mm-hmm. we help out, we help with Connection Cafe, we lead singing, we preach, we play mm-hmm. musical instruments. And so we give ourselves a free pass, right. and we think of ourselves better than what we actually are. But when you start to literally turn the Word of God into your life and into your world – um, you will immediately see that you need to change. Yes, I don't care how churched you are. Yeah, you need to change, and um, because every day I'm convicted on something that I read on the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's sermon was um, I was convicted. I said it, mm-hmm. but I'm convicted. I'm convicted. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't tell you how many times I'm convicted on Sundays yeah. or convicted on what. I'm going to say, or convicted by the scriptures that are, that are coming out. Cause you know, um, you know, I read those and I'm like, wow, this is, wow. This is convicting, man. I'm not, I, I God get, I'm sorry. I'm not doing this myself, but I hope everybody else does. Right. right. It's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot there and, um, I just, um, it's amazing how, you know, when you open yourself up to the Word of God, mm-hmm. and as we're, let's, we'll circle this back a little bit, and with the Gospel Project and our kids, and um, I just think it's wonderful that, that they're getting some of these, uh, the the stories of the Bible. Right. Um, because um, I told a story yesterday, we'll talk about it here toward the, in a few minutes, but. Somebody came up to me and said they'd never heard the story of Jacob and Esau. Right. And they were going to read it this week. That's and, awesome. um, I thought that was, I thought that was really good. Yeah. And it was a person that I don't think has been coming here long, mm-hmm. but I think we forget sometimes the foundational stories that we heard, that I heard when I was a kid. Absolutely. Stories of faith, stories of courage, stories of, um, of what you're to do. Those are no longer a given that people know those things. Right. And right. So, you know, when you grew up, you, you heard about the creation, you heard about Samson, you, you heard about, you uh, you know, the prophets, you heard about Noah, you heard about Moses, you heard about David, you, you know, you, you heard about all those. So those, right. you know, you heard about, um, you know, Joseph. It's just amazing what kids don't hear. So I love the fact that our kids are hearing those things because those are foundational yeah. stories that need to be that you need to build upon. Exactly. So you it's I mean, when you were younger, you heard those stories, right? So that yep. was your foundation. Yep. That's the foundation building blocks of your life. Everything gets piled upon that because you think about yep. those things. You, yep. you hear about those things. I mean, I don't know. I probably heard the story of Joseph and mm-hmm. the coat of many colors. And when I was probably, I don't know, six. Yep. And so you build upon those things. So, but anyway. Exactly. That was like another whole podcast. It was. What happened? Was good stuff. I know, right? But yesterday, uh, yeah, it was very, uh, it was a good day. And so we're second series, ser- second sermon in our series of level up and the level up was with yourself. Yeah, And, um, you know, what I was just talking about, you know, if you're playing a video game, you want to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. If you stay on the same level, that's no longer challenging. And I think even for a Christian, you're, you're no longer challenged sometimes because you stay where you're comfortable, right? And and I, and I—that's a terrible place to be as a Christian. A terrible right. place. We yep. always need to be a here uncomfortable, if not more. Exactly. And so that's a part of leveling up. So, I um, I asked a question yesterday to start off. I, I I said, "Is there something that you need to turn over to God?" And I think all of us need to turn something mm-hmm. over to God. And I don't know if you're holding on to something that, you know, somebody that you need to turn over to him. Maybe it's a hurt or a pain that somebody caused. I don't know, but I think all of us need to really take a deep look. And this is where we have to be honest with ourselves, right? Where we're honest with what's happened, and mm-hmm. am I going to hold on to it? I don't know if I said it in both services, and but I was like, you know, if you've watched the Lord of the Rings movie, you, Gollum, he holds to the ring, and what's he call it? My precious. That was creepy. He even did that with his tights on. Wow. <laughs> but that's what he says. That's why we don't do video podcasts. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's what he says. But I think sometimes that we hold on to those hurts like that mm-hmm. it's our precious. It almost gives us yes. the free pass. This is why I act the way that I do. Right. And we never allow God to get into our life and, and work. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I think sometimes we hold on to those things because if we feel like that we let them go, we feel like that we're giving somebody else a free pass of what they did. Right. You're letting them off the hook, right? And that's not it at all. Yeah. Um, Ephesians four twenty six and seven. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down on you while you're still angry, for anger gives foothold to the devil. This is a huge verse. Yeah, because y- you don't want to open the door and you don't want the devil to come into your heart because he's he'll mess you up. Right. Ephesians four thirty. Do not bring sorrow to God's holy spirit by the way you live. Hmm. Have you ever done that? Yep.
1: Yes. Can we take the next one? Yeah, sure. All right, Ephesians four thirty-one through thirty-two, the very next um, section there. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, so he's saying, don't do that, but instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And that's the way we forgive. Exactly. Just as God in Christ has forgiven us. And as I mean, even before we got into, you know, the message from yesterday, just listening to you talk about, you know, you know, old time Christians and all of that stuff, and then kind of getting into this with forgiveness and um you know and anger and all of that, it all I for me goes back to a sense of entitlement. Right. We feel entitled. Exactly. Sometimes we gotta let that entitlement go and say, okay, what does, what does God's word say? Exactly. And here's the thing too, the, uh, the
0: Bible makes it very clear that the, you know, the forgiveness that we give to others, um, comes from the forgiveness that God has given to me. Right. How can I not forgive people? If I'm a legitimate Follower of Jesus Christ, how am I not? And here's—I think I said this yesterday. Yeah. I don't know how you forgive somebody if you've not, if you've never received God and received His forgiveness, right? How do you actually? Because you don't fully forgive, understand what forgiveness truly is. One hundred percent. It's kind yeah. of like love, right? Love is love. How do I understand what the definition of love is if I don't go back to see who is the author of love, which sure. is God? God. Yeah. So God's standard for love is so much different than yep. the love is love of the culture because that's
1: not what it is. So we always have to go back to God's word. So. Forgiveness yeah. starts with God. And I don't know I don't know about you, but I'm convicted by these next this next section of scripture. Okay. Because you know, God's going to forgive us the way that we forgive other people. Exactly. And Matthew six twelve says, Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And mm-hmm. so we're asking God to forgive us, but we're also saying that we're also going to forgive others who Sin against mm-hmm, us who mm-hmm, do wrong against mm-hmm. us. Um, I was singing earlier, and I don't know why this has just been in my head the last couple of days. Matt Marr has a newer song out called "The Lord's Prayer," and he walks through that that passage of of scripture. Mm-hmm. Of, um, you know, and, and he sings that in there as well. But then, um, just a couple of verses down, Matthew six fourteen and fifteen. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive. Your sins Ugh. ouch it says bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I think maybe one of the most convicting verses in all the Bible
0: is the tail end of the Matthew six in verse fifteen yep. but if you do not forgive others of their sins, your father will not forgive your sins mm-hmm. so it's like you have to do this, yeah. It, it, you have to forgive mm-hmm. You have to Well, and the It's truth, not an option If you want God to forgive you You've
1: got to yes. forgive your sin the And the truth sins. is Is that sometimes We just have to take a step back And realize that We're all humans Exactly We're all broken people That while it may be frustrating When someone does something against you Guess what I've also done something To offend somebody I've done something To sin against somebody else I've done something exactly. To hurt someone else as well Exactly And so You know My, my prayer is that they will forgive me in those moments as well. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah that's just a very sobering sobering verse though. Well,
0: if you if you realize how much God has forgiven you and you think about all the right. things you've done and how much mercy and grace that you have been given. Yep. I think it makes it a little easier to forgive as I'm asked to forgive like Jesus forgave me. Right. And, um, and the reason I say that is is that you're no longer thinking about what that person has done. you're thinking more about what I've done and how I have injured, or I should be punished for my sin, right. God has forgiven me. How mm-hmm. can I not forgive that person and I, it people are like, well, you don't understand um, no, I do understand. Mm-hmm. I understand a great deal more than probably you notice. I mean, just because I stand up and speak every single weekend, I'm not a perfect person, and right. my life has not been perfect. So, uh, what I'm telling you is is that I've experienced some terrible things in my life, and some terrible people, and not necessarily from the world Christians, mm-hmm. terrible yep. Christians. And uh, guess what? I got to forgive them, right? And I'll tell you what I I never learned that I never knew that lesson more than I did starting in March of 2020. Right? I had to forgive a ton of so-called christian people and it's tough but Mm -hmm. guess what if i want god to forgive me my sins i gotta forgive other people what they've done so i'm gonna do it and and i'm gonna release
1: that and we'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute and let's be honest when we're when we're in our bible on a regular basis and i know we kind of drive this home quite a bit then it kind of makes that a little easier well it does because i love the tony evans quote oh my gosh what you inhale Is what you're going to exhale. It's pretty simple. What you take in is what you're going to give. You know, and so if you're, you know, if you're in your Bible, if you're reading God's word, Mm -hmm. you're reading about forgiveness, you're Mm -hmm. reading about reconciliation, you're Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just a cute story. No you know it, it's words that should be guiding our lives but if you're inhaling bitterness and unforgiveness
0: mm-hmm. and rage yep. and anger and you know all those things that's what's coming out and a lot of, a lot of christians i I've, I've talked to a lot of christians through the years and they're like i don't know why my kids are are not following god i want I, I always want to say maybe you need to step back and look at yourself right what 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 have you been showing them mm-hmm. not what you've been here at church and not what you say about church but what are you showing them when you leave church until the next Sunday at church. Mm-hmm. What are they watching you do? Right. What's coming out of your being? What's coming out of your mouth? What's coming right. out of your, what? what's your body language like? Because that's what they're learning from. I don't care how many times you bring them to church. They're watching you to mm-hmm. see if God is real in your life. Exactly. And um, I was a youth minister for years and I've had kids tell me numerous times. I mean, I'm going to guess maybe a hundred times. You don't know what my parents are actually like. They're mm-hmm. one thing at church, but they're totally different. Mm. Kids know. Yeah. Kids know. And, and I, you know, I always wanted my kids not <laughs> to say that. Right. You know, I wanted Absolutely. them to say, you know, he's the same way no matter where he's at. Right. You know, I didn't, you know, he's got, he's flawed. And, and I, um, you know, I, and I hope my kids would say that, you know, he's, he did, you know, he's done the best he could. He followed God, but you know, he he messed up. Right. And uh, but he always tried to bring us back around. That that's the way that I that, that I want to see it. Not that mm-hmm. I try to project something here at church, and then I'm totally not the same person. Correct. Yeah. You know, during the week, I showed a picture yesterday of an oxygen mask and, um, from an air, airplane. And so if that is deployed during flight, that means you actually need to have, breathe some oxygen. So they will tell you that if you are, um, going to help like a child or an elderly person or somebody who aren't, isn't capable of putting the mask on, you need to put yours on first because you need to be breathing in oxygen before you can help somebody else breathe mm. in that oxygen and so it kind of gets back to what we're talking about you need to be breathing in the life-giving air of god yep. before you can help your kids or anybody else breathe that in exactly you you if you're literally not breathing in that you you're can't right. fake it yep. you 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 can't fake that it, it is definitely going to come out um in your life so you can never you, you can really never get away from that um so so i I just encourage you guys to to start breathing in God, get away from the world, maybe even get away from yourself. To, mm-hmm. like you already said, take a step back from yourself yep. and allow God to work in your life, breathe in what He wants to uh, give you i I read a scripture yesterday in second Peter one two um maybe you should memorize this, but if you're breathing this in, this yep. is what you're going to get. Yep. May God give you more and more peace or grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God in Jesus Christ our Lord mm. I love it because he says, may, may God give you more and more grace and peace. Yeah. Well, if you have grace, what's, what's that, what's that mean? It means I'm probably going to forgive people. Exactly. I'm going I'm, I'm to cut them some slack yeah. and peace.
1: I'm not going to be so riled up in my life. Right. And how about that? How, mm-hmm. how about that change in your life? Absolutely. And, and I love just that reminder of when that change happens in your life, your kids are going to experience that change as well. Exactly. You know, and they're going to learn through that process also
0: well the bible really when it talks about forgiveness it kind of defines um forgiveness by pointing the way to jesus christ and that's that's the way that we are to forgive through the way christ has forgiven us and um but i i think i said yesterday that when we come to forgive like jesus he takes forgiveness to a whole nother level you talk about leveling up jesus levels us up and so i i brought up three three levels that we can level up in and the first level was this a willingness not to even the score. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> How hard is that? That is difficult. I <laughs> mean, when someone does something, you kind of want to get back at them. You're like, well, they made me feel like that. I'm going to make them feel like that. Exactly. So
0: that means you're not going to retaliate that. You're mm-hmm. not going to take revenge upon them. You, if you're going to forgive them, you are literally legitimately um, going to forgive you. And even, even if that person does something else, you're not bringing that back up again. Right. So that's, that's the level. So we're, we just started off on the first level. Now we got to this level. The next level is level two, and it's a willingness to let go of bitterness and hatred. And I think this is huge. Yep. I think we tell people, hey, I've forgiven you, but deep down inside, we're still bitter about it. Exactly. There's still, there's still a level of yeah. that not right about, about that. And, and I'll be honest with you, this is a journey that we have to take. Mm-hmm. And, um, somebody yesterday came up to me and said, you know, I have really have, I have a hard time with forgiveness. And, um, and I told them, I said, I didn't point this out. Um, and I probably should have, but when Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive? And he said, you know, 70 times seven or, you know, whatever it is, 700 times or whatever. What we don't understand is that you might be forgiving and be, you might have to forgive 700 times for the same offense, right? right. If your spouse cheated on you or if somebody ripped off money and you get down the road a month and you start thinking about, it, you may have to re, you may have to forgive all over again. Um, it's, it's a, it's, It's a tough thing, but if you're, if you're going to allow God to work in your life, this is a part of the journey that I think that we have to take. So, but you have to remember that, um, level two forgiveness is kind of connected to your feelings and emotions. Right. Right. And feelings and emotions are not facts. Exactly. And, um, we can't wear our feelings and emotions. So if you have bitterness and hatred on your, about something, you're wearing your feelings on your shirt sleeve. I think. Right. And I I think that's a bad place. Um, a bad place to be so um i like what will rogers said it
1: was very good yeah it's like he said this like a 100 years ago right he said it's really difficult to feel your way into an action you are much more likely to act your way into a feeling and that's true yeah (laughs) that is true so if
0: if, if you're by your obedience to god to forgive you're going to have to trust god that your feelings and emotions are going to catch up with your obedience so exactly I'm going to forgive, even though I don't feel like it. Right, because if you're waiting to forgive, you, when you feel, feel like, like it, it, it ain't not going to happen. happen. Yep. Never going to happen. Agreed. It's never going to happen. So the next level, I think, is a very difficult level. And I is. said this yesterday because this may never happen. And I was going to say, you said it may never happen. It may and never happen. happen. That's truth. And level three is a willingness to reconcile to the person who hurt me, mm-hmm. and this is very difficult because I think you know there has to be. Admittance from the person that hurt me that they did something right. wrong, and a lot of times people don't realize it, or they don't realize the degree, or they they don't care. Yep. So if that's the case, you're 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 never going to be able to truly, um, you know, reconcile right uh, with that person. Uh, but we have to try exactly. And so, um, you know, sometimes I think reconciliation is impossible because uh, the offender doesn't want to do it, mm-hmm. or um, you know, for this to take place. Uh, It requires forgiveness uh, from the offended and it requires repentance from the offender. And I think these are two, two huge things in our life. So, but I think this is how we have to roll. Yep. Um, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. And this is, we're talking about God here. He is Mm -hmm. so rich in kindness and grace that he has purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. And forgave us our sins. And so it always goes back to forgiveness. It always goes back to what God has done uh, for us. Ephesians 2.16. Together uh, as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility toward each other has been put to death. And this is huge right? because that means that the hostility that you might have toward me or I have toward you has been put to death by what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. And if I am a believer in Jesus and a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. and I'm saying what going to follow what Jesus tells me, to, then I'm going to. I'm not going to have that hostil- hostility toward right. you, and so this is very difficult. This is this is, again is a part of my feelings, a part of my emotions. I know what you did to me, but you're putting away those to go with the facts of here's what God wants me to right. do. So, right,
1: and what a great reminder of what true reconciliation and forgiveness looks like, you know, is with what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. You know, because exactly. we couldn't. We couldn't pay that price. Never. We we couldn't make the reconciliation happen. But God said, "Okay, even though you can't, I will." Exactly. Um, even though you're the one that's wronged me, I will still make exactly. the reconciliation happen. Exactly. I will still be the one that forgives you. Exactly. You know, and we just have to ask for that. Forgiveness.
0: Well, the thing about God is that not only does he forgive me, but he reconciles to me. And so basically he does he doesn't say he doesn't say, Okay, I forgive you, enjoy your life, I don't want any relationship with you. And that's not what he wants. He he wants you to forgive he wants you to repent of your sin because he wants to be with you. You're his child, and most of all, he wants to spend eternity with you. Exactly. And I don't care what you've done, what you've said, how you've acted. I don't I don't care about that. He still loves you and wants to do it. And as long as you're living and breathing, he wants to be reconciled to you. Exactly. But after you're dead, it's impossible. It's right too it's late possible to yeah. do that um, According to the Bible, right? Right, right. exactly um, I love this verse Colossians 1 mm-hmm. 19 through 22 It says for God in all this fullness was pleased to live in Christ and through him God reconciled everything to himself He made peace with everything in the heavens and the earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross It's amazing how everything goes back to that mm-hmm. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were Mm. his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the the death of Christ in the physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Mm. I cannot tell you. How awesome that yep. verse is. Yep. So you and are holy. Yeah. You are blameless. God has taken what you have done and all your offenses and he separated those from you and he doesn't attach what you've done to you. And here's right. the beauty of this. You now have the righteousness of Jesus Christ instilled into your life, yep. even though you don't deserve it. So when you stand before God, you know what he sees? He sees the pure mm-hmm. righteousness of God, of Christ right in you. Exactly. That is crazy. Yep. From a human standpoint, it makes no sense, but mm-hmm. if you read God's word and you read the entire and you believe it, yeah. it makes total sense of what God is trying to do for us right yep. now. So. Absolutely.
1: Well, you asked a question yesterday and, um, you said, whose job is it? And this is pertaining to marriage. Whose job is it to humble themselves and start reconciliation in marriage? Well, <laughs> it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a hard question and it, it's a question I think that it's
0: valid because, um, I, and the answer to the question is husbands. Right. Our husbands need to do that because if you think about it in, in our marriages, it's, I think I said yesterday, we are a combination of offended and offender, sinner and sinned against. Absolutely. Um, and it's hard to tell who's who at mm-hmm. times, um, uh, because that's what we get into. And so we're always about reconciliation in marriage. I mean, you think about your marriage, my marriage, anybody else's marriage. You're right. always trying to come to a, a, a degree of reconciliation when, when things happen, because if you don't, you end up in divorce court, mm-hmm. and a lot of bad things can go down. So, the reconciliation on our part is 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 vital, and it has to be real, right? Uh, for us to be able to stay married. So, a lot of times, what happens is, I, I've noticed when I have talked to people who are married, um, they want to be reconciled to each other, but the other ones are waiting on the but other. They ones expect to start the other one to because right. they think the husband is more to blame or. He thinks the wife is more to blame right. than they are. So they're waiting on each other to start the ball because they're, they're kind
1: of digging their heels in they're, Right. They're, and so you said it stubborn. was husbands. It was the husband's responsibility. Exactly. Um, and, and you did say, you know, the wives can take the initiative. Exactly. The wives can get the ball rolling. But if we are going to read, you know, the Bible for, you know, the biblical truth, um, Ephesians 525 says, husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life. For her, and that's Jesus seeking mm-hmm. and reconciling exactly to us, yeah. And that's
0: what that's what that's what we need to do. And I and I know some of the guys probably yesterday, <laughs> yesterday were thinking, and maybe even listening today, but are like, hey, you know what? Wait a second, I, I'm I really I've been the mistreated one here. Right. I literally I've been over backwards mm-hmm. for her, doesn't matter, yeah. It doesn't matter. You have to try and do what God has, uh, what God has done through Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. uh, for you. And I know this sounds so difficult, but um,
1: you got to find some way to do it. Because God could actually say the same thing about us, one hundred percent. Oh man, I've been over backwards for him, and he's still not getting it. He's still sinning. He's still doing that. And isn't that the truth? Yeah, isn't that the truth? Um, Go ahead. I like what Joe Gibbs said. He said, um, forgiveness requires one person. This is such a great re- reminder, but reconciliation requires two. That's really good. And, and you said it, reconciliation may not happen. Reconciliation, you know, it may have been something that happened a long time ago that you're still, you know, 20, 30 years, and you're still holding on to that bitterness or that mm-hmm. anger. Um, you know, you've got to let that go. Exactly. You've got to forgive. And it may take picking up the phone and, and, and making a phone call. You said you may call the person and say, hey, you know, I just want you to know that, you know, that— thing that you did or what you said to me it was back when we were in college or when, whenever. right that hurt but i want you to know that i truly forgive you right and you said that person may be like oh okay awesome you know and and they may not even realize right you know how much hurt they caused you right you can't get upset by their their lack of exactly repentance um because they may not have realized how much hurt they caused you exactly but you you do your part um to well, forgive.
0: The thing about it is, is when you, when you forgive, when you forgive, and if you look in the Greek and the Hebrew, both of those are, in a, in a, in a nutshell, Cliff Noted version means you're sending it away. Exactly. You're sending Send that away. grief, yeah. you're, you're sending that hurt away, so it's pushed out of the way, so you're getting rid of it, and so I, I read a couple of scriptures yesterday. It's one of my
1: favorites. I know. about. Yeah. Well, I'll let you read it then. Oh, well, you can read it, go no, for okay. it. no, go okay. for it. Psalm 103 verse 12 says, He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Means we're not gonna see each we're other. Not gonna see each other. They're yeah. totally gone. Love that analogy. Yeah, Micah seven
0: nineteen. Once again, you will have compassion on us, and you will trample our sins under your feet. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. And you'll throw them into the depths of the ocean. It's gone. I mean, it's 100% gone. So you've sent that a, sent that away. So I know God forgives and forgets, but I know sometimes we, we have a very difficult time, um, with forgetting at times. Right. So we have to send it away. And it, it, and like I said, it's a journey. It's not, it's just something you're not going to snap your fingers off. You're not going to do that. Um, but, but when we're talking about forgiveness and, and reconciliation, you have to always remember that the relationship depends upon the person who was offended and the person who was the offender. Right. You can forgive, mm-hmm. but like Joe Gibbs said, you have, that takes two people yep. to work that out. Tony Marita uh, said this. He said, the degree of reconciliation requires both forgiveness from the offended and repentance from the offender. Yeah. And he's right. It takes yep. two, takes two people, um, to do that. And like you already said, you know, uh, the person who offended you may not, they may say they're sorry, yeah. but you may not think, well, they didn't sound they, sorry they enough. They didn't. Yeah. But they not, may not realize how bad how mm-hmm. bad they how bad they hurt you. So, right. Um. Uh, I just think it's really when we're talking about leveling up, this is a very. Can I just say this is a very heart filled thing that we have to do because mm-hmm. this is one of those areas that I think we can give ourselves. You know, a free pass in. Oh, absolutely.
1: And um so there's a lot of well, things I, that – yeah, I have every right to be upset at that. And know? that's what we think. That was – man, that was a slap in my face. I can't believe they did that. And yep. you hold on to it. But again, it causes that bitterness. It causes exactly. that anger. And and that just builds on each other. Exactly. So I ended basically with the story
0: of – This and is, is such a good account. Yeah. Of Jacob and Esau because this is such a great story of – Forgiveness and reconciliation. Yeah. And so, um, it's such a great story because if you know anything about Jacob and Esau, you know that Jacob, um, cheats his <laughs> brother Esau out of money, his birthright and his father's blessing. And, and that's not a good time in their life. And, um, so Jacob runs from Esau because he's afraid and he's guilty. And, um, you know, a lot of things go by, a lot of time goes by because decades go by. Those mm-hmm. two don't talk or, or anything. So the day finally comes when Jacob and Esau are gonna, are gonna be together. And so when Jacob sees Esau coming, he sees him coming with 400 men. And so he actually, he literally, he, he thinks like, they're gonna come oh, no. and kill me and yeah. kill my family. So Jacob, he goes into panic mode and he starts to separate his children
1: among his caravan and hoping some of them are gonna be spared. And so you can see that happening. Which I like, love that because if you read that and you read it, you know, kind of in depth, like he puts, his favorite wife and his favorite children in the back, the like exactly, very last caravan. Exactly, exactly. Like it's like okay, he's human, but yeah, he's still very flawed. Very he's flawed. Still very yes. flawed. And um,
0: so he, he goes up front of the caravan to finally talk to um, Esau. And in Genesis thirty-three, verses three and four, Jacob went on ahead. And as he approached his brother, he bowed down to the ground seven times before him. Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him threw his arms around his neck and kissed him, and they both wept. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what that would look like, but that was an intense scene. Oh, yeah. Haven't seen each other for decades. Bad separation. And now all of a sudden, those two are coming back together. And that's what reconciliation looks like. Would you agree? Absolutely. That's 100% reconciliation. Mm -hmm. But how about this? Genesis 33. Uh, eight through eleven, and what what were the flocks and herds as I came? Esau asked. Jacob replied, "Well, their gift, my lord. It's funny he calls him my lord, right? right. Uh, to ensure your friendship, my brother, I have plenty." Esau answered, "Keep what you have for yourself." But Jacob insisted, "No, if I have found favor with you today, please accept this gift from me." And and what a relief to see your friendly smile! It's like seeing the face of God. I mean. He's really seeking reconciliation. Please take this gift that I have brought you. For God has been very gracious to me and I have more than enough. And because Jacob insisted, Esau finally accepted the gift.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Awesome. Yeah. It was great. And that's reconciliation. So I asked a a final question. Uh, who do you need to forgive today or maybe who do you need to reconcile with? Yeah. And you have to remember, you can always forgive, but you may not always, it might not always be possible. Um, to reconcile, so you know you're talking about leveling up. It means that we're lo- we're going to level up. We're going to release the f- anger, the guilt, the unforgiveness, the the bitterness um, in, in our lives. So, um, and maybe there's somebody. Um, maybe if you're listening today and you know what we're talking about, maybe there's somebody you need to call mm-hmm. today. And maybe you. I think uh, toward the end I said maybe you're the bad guy in the story. Maybe right? you're the one that did the hurting. Maybe you're the offender. Right. Who do you need to call and make right? And you know you mm-hmm. need to do it. You've mm-hmm. been kind of blowing it off like you don't have to do this. Right. Maybe you call and say, hey, you remember that thing that happened, you know, a couple years ago? I'm really sorry about that. Will you forgive me? See where it goes. Yeah. You know. You, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, allow God to work in your life that way. And, yeah. But, yeah, that was really good. Next week, generosity. Generosity. So what do you think about that? Generosity is a, uh, is a tough topic, yeah. too.
1: It is. And, and I've, I've looked over your, um, your outline. So I know you're not just talking about money. Right. You know, you, we are called as Christ followers to be generous people. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, with our money, but also right. with our time, with our talents, with our gifts. It's
0: going to be exactly. It's going to be good. I hope so. I hope so too. So we got a few things coming up. Let's run over these real quick. Campfire conversations. You know about that, right? I do. That is, is that May the 5th? That is not. It's April 28th. That's what I 6 said. 6 p.m. I said April twenty eighth, <laughs> six p.m. There's going to be food and childcare, awesome. So all you need to do is go to richwood.church forward slash Women. You can sign up for for that event, there you go. and then we that have new, this Friday. Oh, that is this Friday. Yeah. You're right, one hundred percent. And then we have a new men's Bible study starting on May third, mm-hmm. from seven to eight uh, p.m. 21 wow. toughest questions your kids will ask you about Christianity. Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. So if you need any information, call Rick Clark or contact the church office. Then we got the Walk for Life coming up on May the 6th. There's mm-hmm. your May the 6th. There it is. And um, so if you would uh, still like to register for that, you can do that at newpathprc.com. Com. You got it. Night of Prayer coming up on Tuesday, May 9th at 6 p.m. Uh, weather permitting. We're going to take this to the shelter house. Awesome. Sound good? I really hope weather's permitting. If by then it's got to be. Got to. Uh, it's got to be, right? Yes. So come and join us for prayer. And then on May the 14th, Mother's Day, we mm-hmm. start our baby bottle campaign till Father's Day. Yep. You can pick those up in the welcome center, fill those up with all kinds of money and checks and dollar bills. And, um, if you run out of money, just grab Diamonds. Brandon's and he'll, um, uh, he'll, 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 he'll help you out a little bit. So, um, we have vacation Bible school coming up. Mm-hmm.
1: And starts may what may the 10th through the 14th or sorry july, july 10th. 10th through the 14th you like sorry. may don't you i guess may's a good month for you for some reason but it is? that's my anniversary yeah, see yeah, there you see? Go. see july 10th through the 14th july 10th through the 14th that's right from 5 5:30 to 7:30 it's in the evening that's all i know so,
0: if you guys would like to help out, you can first of all help out by praying. Um, pray for this event. Pray that kids are going to find yep. God. Pray that, pray for everything. Um, you, if you want to help by decorating, um, this is vital for the success of Vacation Bible School. We need, you know, help, uh, teachers, um, mm-hmm. decorating. So help with that. And then also, if you want to donate $20, just $20, $20 gift will provide all the materials needed for one child for Vacation Bible School, uh, this year. So. There you there's, go. There's all that goodie stuff. So. Awesome. What do you think about that. It's going to be good. $20. So, $20. baby bottle campaign with money, $20 for vacation Bible school.
1: And next Sunday we're talking about generosity. And next Sunday we're talking about
0: generosity. Um we got to throw GNR, you know what we should do? Mhm. We should invite whoever's available to go to GNR to join us for like like lunch
1: or dinner or something sometime. Probably Well, I don't I was going to say probably lunch would be better, but I've been there for lunch. It's just it's crazy at lunchtime. They're open all day, right? They are. Maybe we do it like in
0: the afternoon.
1: Yes. When there's nobody there. Yeah, there's still people there all the time.
0: So I don't know who would come in the
1: middle of the but afternoon, though. I will. I'll come.
0: Yeah, that would be fun for baloney. Like
1: Three o'clock for a country boy sandwich. There we go. I won't eat dinner, but
0: oh, that could be dinner, and then a snack later, and then a snack. You can snack later on the new uh, Oreo
1: cookie. Uh, yes. Bees Brew. There we go. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. You have anything else? Are you ready to roll? I I don't know. You ready to roll? I guess so. (laughs) He's got some place to go. I can tell. Uh, I mean, we can stay and talk. What do you want to talk about? All right. Uh, Well, hey, I'll be praying for you this week. I'm going to need it because always, always. this weather is, is not it's good. dismal. It's dismal. And I'll be praying Dismal's for you this word. week
0: as you're running in the rain. Thank you. That you will do well. Thank you. Be, be good. And the rest of you, uh, we'll be praying for you also for the weather yes. and for the rest of the week. And um, as always, thank you for joining us and thank you for being here. And hope you guys um, continue to join us and invite somebody to join us and um, more the merrier.
1: Absolutely. Maybe. Okay. Well, have a great week. See you.